and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we currently can't stop binging on. I am Hannah Fernando. And I am Ian McEwen, feature writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine for all your streaming needs. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up on today's show, we will be talking about uh, new films and series arriving from Friday the 6th of March 2020 including Netflix film Spencer Confidential and Hannah, what else are we looking at? Um, We're also looking at um, Apple TV's Amazing Stories, um, which we will discuss shortly, um, and the return of RuPaul's Drag Race. Lovely. We'll also be revealing what we're binging on and answering this week's big question. But before we start in, what's in the news? What is in the news? Well, we reviewed not that long ago um, The Witcher do you remember that yes, one about the monster hunter? Yes. yes. Uh, so, if you liked that, we did like that, didn't we? We thought we it was did, good. We it? did. Uh, slightly gravelly voice, old uh, Henry Cavill had, but it was good. <laughs> uh, it's coming back, so they're working on a second series, and that hopefully will be launched uh, next year. It obviously went down very well. People, it are. did. Yeah, I see. Um, What's caught your eye? Well, ITV have announced that they have commissioned a new thriller called Trigger Point. Um, now it's got Vicky McClure in, so I'm already, I'm already on it. Um, What's well, not to laugh, frankly? And Vicky it's McClure. from uh, Line of Duty Man, isn't it? It is. James yeah, Mercurio's yeah, written, production company. Um, it's written by Daniel Brearley. Is that how you? Riley, is that how you pronounce his I'll name? I'll go with that. <laughs> and it's basically, it's about counter-terrorism, policing, um, and frankly, the terrifying work of the Met Police, a bomb disposal squad. Um, so it's quite kind of, it's very dramatic, shall we say. Um, and that's the backdrop of the drama. Um, it's set in contemporary London, and it's a six-part thriller series focusing on that bomb disposal squad. Bring it on, I say. Anyway, to this week's shows. So... Uh, first up, Spencer Confidential, mm. starring Mark Wahlberg. Uh, it's a Netflix movie arriving on Friday. Let's have a listen to a clip. It's time you tell me what's really going on here. Picture this. Dirty cops, drug cartels, some big politicians all working together. When I was a cop, I was trying to take these guys down. But they framed me. So what's the plan? We're going to blow this wide open. You want in? No, 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 no. You don't get the cold gun. Hawk is the name of a man with a shotgun. Spencer does your taxes. That was good. I'm gonna let you have your little gun. So, Hannah, you're clearly too young to remember the TV series Spencer for Hire with Robert Urich. That would be correct. Okay. Well, Spencer <laughs> is a Boston detective. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's from a series of crime books. Um, and he's back. Okay. But this time... Played by the versatile Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Yeah, he can do anything. I was watching him last night in some film with uh, Will Ferrell about the stepdad and the biological dad. Yes. Anyway, that's by the way. He's really versatile, though, isn't he? He can can rap. Yeah, he can rap. But he can step from, and this is quite, this is the makers of Fast and Furious, isn't it? Is it? I'll go with you on that. It is. Okay. Do you like the Fast and Furious franchise? Um, I do, but this is quite like it. Yeah, this has got all the you can you can see that it's action packed. It's action packed. That's the words I was looking for. Well, I'll give you the gist because I know you like the gist. So Spencer, yes, as I say, uh, he was a policeman. He was investigating uh, corrupt officers. Um, he got framed and sent to jail because obviously he was disturbing a hornet's nest. 
at the beginning of this, he's in jail, he comes out, he hooks up with his old boxing coach, uh, played by Alan Ar- wonderful Alan Arkin, mm-hmm. who was in uh, The Kaminsky Method mm-hmm. not that long ago. Um, yeah, hooks up with him and, and also his boxing coach has let his room out to a young boxer, uh, played by an actor from Black Panther. And in short, he decides to go after the bad guys again, but it's like corrupt politics, corrupt police, drug cartels. There's lots of action. There's lots of punching, isn't yeah, there? The emphasis is mean? on punching, throwing a good punch. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's machetes. There's cars driving through plate glass windows. And it's directed by Peter Berg, who has worked with uh, Mark Wahlberg quite a few times. And he was in one of my all-time favourite films, The Last Seduction. Don't ah. if you remember that. So, yeah, I think it, it, it looks... It, it's quite fun. It's action-packed. It's stylish. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've watched... Um I've watched the trailer and I, I yeah, I, I think it is something that it's not necessarily something I'd normally go for, that kind of action-packed drama. But I don't know, Mark Wahlberg is really good and like you say, he's very versatile. And it's got that sort of chalk and cheese buddy cop thing go like his he, the, the young boxer like he listens to what on his on yes, his head while he's waiting, while he's, he's having a fight inside quite chilled out Diner. isn't he yeah uh, so no I think he's got a nice, nice bit of chemistry and I like that you sort of see him in prison and then he walks out and he's picked up and they're like can you stay on this, this side just for a bit longer this time? And then within minutes, he's back rucking with people. <laughs> it's got a bit of a sort of neo-noir feel to it. And I think that's what Peter Berger said. That's what he was going for. He wanted that real film noir thing. And so there's quite, there's a sort of, there's a bit of a femme fatale in the, in the, in the ex-girlfriend as yeah. well into the mix. So yeah. Yeah. There's some softer parts Check to it. Check it out. What have you got for me? Um, well, uh, let's have a chat about amazing stories. It comes to Apple TV on Friday, March the 6th. Um, and Steven Spielberg is the exec producer on this. Um, but let's just have a look, listen to a clip. You're a superhero, Grandpa. Cool. That's not a coincidence. You gotta do something big. I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so basically this is a classic anthology series um, and it transports everyday characters into worlds of wonder, possibility and imagination. Take yourself to that wonderful place on this snowy day. Um, but I've got to be honest, in my opinion, it's oh a little bit weird. Yeah, I've okay, heard have that you, before. Have you seen any of it? Well, I tell you what, Hannah, you wait for one classic TV anthology series to be rebooted and then two come along at once. So we had last week... I believe it was. The Twilight Zone. Yes. Yes. Well, did you watch this when it was on? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, you I did? Because I, I think did. it was in it was in the early 90s for yeah. us. It's an 80s series. Did yeah. you like it then? No. Oh, dear. I don't like that kind of thing. That's the thing. I, it's, oh, I really struggle with it. Sometimes you're almost too honest. I'm, I, I am honest. This isn't up your street. It's, I just... I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to try and stick with it but it's just it's just it's odd and it's also because it's you know you have one story and then another story but you know it's Spielberg it it should be very good so I need to just educate myself to something new and immerse myself in this for a bit longer okay well it's got uh, Ed Burns do you like him yeah he was of course he was in Spielberg's 
Saving Private Ryan. Uh, of course, the original series. That's it. It's also got uh, Josh Holloway from Lost. Do you yes. like him? Yes. yes. Did you watch Lost? I did. I got lost by the end. <laughs> I, really I think everyone did. <laughs> it's also got uh, Robert Foster from Breaking Bad. Now, if you look back to the original series, wow, it had people like Tim Robbins. Kevin Costner. It was directed by people like Scorsese, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, so I'm wrong here. And, I need no, to stick I'm just this. saying, like, the talent in the original, wow, they've got something to live yeah. up to there. But having not seen the original, I haven't done my research, hands up. Um, but yeah, the sort of adventures we're looking at, uh, a kid sends off for a, a ring from a comic book and it turns out, of course, it does give you supernatural powers. Yeah. Um, it's better if you into, I mean, Lots of people are really into those supernatural type. I, I always struggle with people that have supernatural powers because it just takes it, well, it just takes you to another universe. It just takes it out of re, the realms of reality and just struggle with that a bit. Yeah. You like to keep it, real, like to keep it real. And you are known for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I believe uh, a show that you're quite fond of, and I, in fact, I remember I binged on... RuPaul's Drag Race yes for a long time when we only had the American one that was available before we had the British I believe it's the American one is coming back is that it correct is. tell me more it's coming back um, season 12 13 new candidates enter the race hey bitches I'm here to slay the competition Sherry is a big loud Broadway dame we are the best queens in the world but <laughs> I'm the one to be serving our country with opulence I love this runway look. I became very excited. It was some next level. And of course, Michelle Visage has... Um, Your friend, our friend from last week. From last week. Uh, she's become kind of very recognisable to, to British people, if you watch Strictly, is a real outgoing character. Vogue. Vogue, exactly. Um, and she kind of sums up the show, really. Um, these are about um, drag artists... It's a reality show about drag artists um, uh, uh, wanting to win this competition to become the the, the biggest and the best in, in their industry. And just the costumes alone is worth watching for. Which they make themselves. They do. And the takedowns and their cattiness. Throwing shade. Throwing shade. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst throwing some shade. Or all not the terminology. So <laughs> That's a case, maybe. Can I just say, I pledge allegiance to the drag Okay. Yeah, so they had that kind of election themes yes. trailer, didn't they? And they get some good good guests on the panel, don't yeah. they? Fandy Newson. Yes. Jeff Goldblum. Whoopi Goldberg. Who do we get? Alan Carr. I'm just saying, is, is the American one better? <laughs> Bag of chips. But I do love Alan Carr. In the UK. I love Alan Carr. But he's not, well, he's he's not, not Fandy Newson, is he? He wishes he was. No, he's not there with Whoopi. But yeah, it, I, I find this show very addictive. It's really addictive. And it, and it, the fact that it's a season 12 just shows how ridiculously popular it is. Did you see RuPaul on Graham Norton's sofa? Yes, I did. <laughs> and when he drags up, it's quite remarkable. He's got good wigs is what he's got. Really he's got wigs. better wigs than anyone else. And I wonder, I know, you know, these makeup tutorials they do on kind of, you know, social media and you see how somebody's transformed from... Is it all the multicoloured eye makeup? Is that happening? I would love... Is that the thing? That shading. I like to keep on shading. Shading. Male Contouring. makeup. Makeup for men. Makeup for men, obviously. I'm doing that. But I wonder how... Well, it takes a long time. It takes a lot for me. Takes... <laughs> <laughs> Filling those cracks. Just to cover up the facial hair. Yes. <laughs> Giving away all my secrets. 
You've got a one um, that we uh, need to talk about as well, haven't we? On Well, sometimes when I'm looking at Netflix and thinking, oh, what do I want to watch? I don't really want to get stuck into a film. I don't... I haven't, got, I haven't got time to binge watch a series. What I really like, stand-up comedy special. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not sure you're going to be familiar with this gentleman, Mark Maron. Well... Do you know him? I wasn't, but I have He's, sorted well, up a bit. because you do I your wa- research. And I have watched some of his stuff, and it is this particular one, and End Time Fun, is it? It is. It's funny. Well, before you give me your analysis, let's have a little listen. The reason we're not more upset about the world ending environmentally is I think, uh, you know, all of us in our hearts really know that we did everything we could. You know, we really, <laughs> right? I mean, we really did. We, we brought our own bags <laughs> to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Right, Hannah, come on then. So... I'm all over comedy. I just, I'm all over well, comedy. Well, you're finished with it. You don't want any no, more comedy. No, I'm all over it. I the love it. The ambiguity of language. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> see what you did there. Um, I just, yeah, anything that makes me laugh, uh, I, I absolutely love it. Did and this make you laugh? It did make me laugh because not everything does. We've talked about this before, of kind of the stuff that's not so funny okay. to me. Um, or, yeah. you know, different strokes for different folks and all that. But this is funny and... This particular um, comedy act is about the end of time, as in how little we basically do for our planet. Very um, timely, really. Very timely. And uh, he kind of makes a joke about, uh, well, don't worry, we've got a single-use plastic. We're not using that anymore. We're just going to buy a bag instead. That 5P is going to really help. It's just very... It is funny. Okay, well... You're not keen. I did... Trawl the uh, internet for clips of Mark doing his shtick. And, I mean, perhaps some of it was quite old, but he was doing things like uh, taking the mickey out of hipsters or, you know, like oh, ha- everyone's got a box of wires in the, in the house, haven't they, from all the electrolytes. This electrolyte. is old stuff, though, so I, I didn't feel it was that strong, but he is a podcaster, so I feel... We should let's pledge, get we should pledge let's to get, him. <laughs> let's get behind this guy and give it a go. And you like it. So, I, well, I yeah. liked what I saw. Okay. I didn't do as much research as you and look back through your eyes. I've got a lot of time on I my hands. At, um, I just looked at what he was doing this time and I just thought, actually, it was very light. I the you know, one thing. Yeah, I, it's kind of Michael McIntyre yeah, level, it is, isn't it? it yeah. is. The one thing I would say is that how on earth he can eat, if it's just about how little we're doing for the environment and the end of the world I don't know how much you can eke out of that That's I think he's quite way. flexible in how he links into this theme to yeah. be he covers a lot but also, it's good to see a more mature gentleman. Yes, that's uh, true. Still doing well. Yeah. You know, man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> so we've come to that time where we round up some of the other releases. And I obviously I made my list and I was looking at it and I saw this one series three of Babylon Berlin. It's a German language drama I thought well, I'll just gloss over that I had a quick look at series 3 having not watched series 1 and 2 this is fantastic is it? I'm giving it 5 stars so it's set during the Weimar Republic uh, so pre-World War 2 and this is the time when obviously the rise of the Nazis and the economy uh, is absolutely dreadful people are taking their pay home in wheelbarrows um, and 
It's very noirish. Noirish, sorry. Uh, it's that's the theme I've decided of it this. It is the theme today, isn't it? It doesn't Noir. seem that way. Um, they've spent a lot of money on this. Uh, it, it looks absolutely fantastic. So, for instance, um, in episode one of series three, there's this amazing scene in the the German stock exchange where just all these papers is just raining down through the atrium. Um, yeah, check it out. It's lavish. Great scripts, great performances. I mean, I'm actually going to go back and watch it from the beginning okay. now. So it's available, I should add. Yeah, Sky Box Sets, Now TV. Uh, so Series 3 from this Friday, but 1 and 2 okay. are already there. Mm. What else is uh, also on, um, We have um, Dirty Money, yes. Series 2 um, on Netflix, which does look very interesting, I think. Um it sees filmmaker Alex Gibney um, looking into complaints about Donald Trump's son-in-law's rental properties, a US banking fraud, um, and a, I think it's a financial scandal involving the former Prime Minister of Malaysia. I mean, of course, nothing will ever happen to any of these people, I believe, um, but it's quite fun watching it's it. It's good to hear the awful <laughs> truth, though. That actually, yeah. I do like this kind of docu-series type thing because... You get to, it uncovers things that you would never, you think you know it, but then this shows you the the reality or their reality of what they think is going on. I can't handle the truth. (laughs) And then one for the sports fans, uh, The Test, a new era for Australia's team. This is on Amazon. Um, And basically, obviously there was the ball tampering uh, Mm. scandal when some of the Australian players got banned for using sandpaper to rough up the ball. This follows them as they're sort of bouncing back from that. So there's the home test series in India. There's the 2019 World Cup campaign and retaining the that very dramatic Ashes series mm. when Ben Stokes was the big this hero. This is a similar feel to what we talked about last week with the with the Formula One. Is it has yeah. to have that sort of feel about it? And if you, there's some... There have been some great sports documentaries coming up on streaming platforms. There's quite a few footy ones, haven't there been? But for me, it makes them it makes sport feel more real, if you see yeah, what I mean. Because definitely. it's very glossy on the screen, isn't it? And it's particularly Formula One. But cricket, to a point, it makes it real. You see the people involved. You kind of see what really goes on. I agree. Controversially, I'd say it's more exciting than actually watching cricket. Yeah, well, Is that bad? Is it bad to diff- say that? That's not difficult, Ian. <gasps> We're going to get um, <laughs> Well, we also have um, Ellie Undercover. Oh. Um, which is a BBC Three series, um, follows a rising star journalist, much like ourselves. Um, <laughs> you could have done that. Why didn't you do that? God damn it. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, she's a bit sort of Stacey Dooley-ish, she isn't is. she? Yeah, Looking she into is. quite, quite hard-hitting is. issues. So she kind of does investigations into um, various different things, including secrets of the multi-level millionaires and the multi-level marketing, which... Well, it used to be pyramid market. Pyramid, uh, pyramid selling. I think yeah. that's not that's not legal anymore. So no. it's, it's called you can't sell pyramids anymore. anymore. It was isn't rife in Egypt, wasn't it? Ancient the same, Egypt. Or is it not? Sorry, I just keep talking over you. <laughs> I'll just over keep you. talking. I'll keep going until you stop. If it takes all day. Sorry, you do carry on. I was going off a tangent. You're quite right to talk over me. Just next time, just tell me to shut up. It's fine. I can handle the truth. I've been put in my place. <laughs> On that bombshell. So binging. What have, I've been binging a lot. Yeah. Everyone's been raving about the end of the beeping world on all four. So I thought, well, always late to the party. Tell me more. I'd better find out why everyone thinks it's so great. Well, it is great. So it's about these two 
it's one of these ones that looks like an American series, like, and it's it's high school. Uh, the streets look like American streets. The whole setup feels like it's one of those U.S. teen dramas, but it's British. And the the, the situation is there's this young lad. I mean, it's pretty dark. It's very dark. There's this young lad who he kind of tortures and kills animals. He's basically a serial Ooh. killer in the making, a psychopath. Uh, and he, what he wants to do is kill a person. And then, uh, then he hooks up with this uh, young girl at school and they're both deeply troubled and they essentially go off on the run together. And it's very, very good. It it's very really dark. Intense. It's really dark. I've also been uh, all for, as well, catching up on Seinfeld, of course. Yeah. The classic, I'm going to say the classic episode to go and look for is one that's called The Contest. And it's where they all agree not to pleasure themselves and see who can last the longest. <laughs> so when they meet up each day, the phrase is, are you still master of your domain? It's it's a cracking episode. I mean, it's a brilliant series anyway. Also, I've been binging on The Windsors. I love The Windsors. Uh, because there's a new series is up available. The whole series is available yeah. now. And catching up with a bit of inside number nine now. Over to you. Well... Yes. You won't have you won't have watched this. Oh, how little you know <laughs> Just me! Just so you know, um, I've I've moved over to uh, iPlayer. I'm not going to talk mm. about Amazon Prime this week. Um, young Welsh and Pretty Minted. Well, I have been watching it. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. Tell I me stumbled more. across it, which is always a worry because that means that they think that I might like it. Um, it's a documentary <laughs> series, um, which can which, as I say, can be found on iPlayer, and it follows young Welsh entrepreneurs finally earning a, earning a living through a variety of unconventional means okay. so one of these people um they make a six-figure income online really yeah i mean we should be branching what are they out doing you know, online? i really think we should be branching out um and another makes a fortune selling saucy celebration gifts there's all these different avenues that we've not explored okay. that we should be exploring um, and the other thing, highbrow as ever, um, is I've been watching Eating With My Ex, which is also on iPlayer. Yeah, I quite like the look of that. Yeah, it's Because I love funny. first dates. Yeah, is so it you like this. This is, this is just far more awkward, if that's possible. Okay. So basically, these are exes that are made to sit down to have dinner together. And they might have had a really bad breakup in the first instance and, and they might never want to see each other again yeah. or having they're sat there. So it's incredibly awkward. And then, and then you kind of see how human nature sort of how we work really because some of them leave still hating each other others find it quite therapeutic to talk about the problem and others get back together really yeah like it's the beginning of they wish they'd know but maybe they were too young and that's why they split or whatever so yeah would you have dinner with your ex any of your exes um no okay yeah thanks all right well you're not gonna see hannah on there anytime soon (laughs) now before we finish with the binge watching I spoke to oh, yeah. Kate Quilson, uh, presenter of shows such as Food Unwrapped. Mm. And she's got a new show on Channel 4 arriving on Thursday called, well, it's a new series. And the first one is How to Dot 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 Beat Aging. It's really good because they get these volunteers and at the beginning of the process, they, they work out what their biological age is. I don't <laughs> want to know mine. Oh my God. But there's one poor chap. He's 51. His biological age is <laughs> 82. I mean, you know, it's 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 oh, shocking. Is based on actual science. 
Yes, yeah, medical test, lifestyle test. So do they tell you about how you can keep yourself younger? Or yes, or... they tell you how to bring back that biological clock nearest your age. Because it can be younger than your and actual age as well. through, um, like, Exercise, what you nutrition? diet, yeah, okay. all these things. <laughs> Time is marching on. The big question. Now, this week, I, I like to be uh, topical. This week, we've got all the sport reliefers yeah. doing all their rowing and... Cycling across a desert or whatever is that? Grimmy, yeah. Oh dear. So my question to you is: Mm. Which celebrity, in your opinion, has done the greatest sporting celebrity challenge? Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Oh, good. Right, where we are at the moment... You're looking out on water, I am looking out on the water, so where we are doing our podcast from, we are literally on stilts in the Thames. (laughs) Not for charity. It's a bit of a bog, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's pretty cold and miserable out there, and it's pretty green, that water, Mm. as is most of the Thames. So Uh, my... Well, hats off to David Walliams, who went in the Thames and did that big swim. Did he not also swim the channel? He swam the channel yeah, as well. That... But the Thames bit is the bit that got me because the channel's got to be cleaner than that. I don't know if it is. Do you not I'd think? be worried about the ginormous ships in the channel running yeah, the over. Surely he's, yeah, he's, he's got, got a little, he's got he's got a little boat. He's got but a... that, I mean, I remember... Dangerous. What, I remember he could get was, ill. Yeah, I remember watching him at the time and it was, yeah, you can be so ill by swimming in the Thames or getting any of that water in your mouth. It's so polluted. And... Um, there were so many things he had to do. I, yeah, hats off to him. I, okay. I, just, I just genuinely couldn't do it. Closely followed, of course, by... Um, oh, God, his name has suddenly escaped me. Eddie Izzard, who did some staggering number of marathons back-to-back. Yes, and also that way. It was absolutely amazing. And then uh, Dermot O'Leary danced for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, and didn't... Um... You've got to be careful what challenge you pick, though, because if you can't... Do, I mean, remember Paul Davina in tears... On her bicycle. Yes, do you remember Tess, is it Tess Daly and um, Claudia Winkleman? Didn't they do a a dance? I feel like it was like 24 hours and they'd had to ski moving. And it was, yes, it was because it was on, I think, BBC Radio 2 kept in, in every one of their shows they kept going to them and talking to them and they started off really upbeat and taught, and there were people that kept going in, they were bandaging their feet. Oh my God. Did so, they say, you've got to... Keep dancing. dancing. But they did. <laughs> they, Someone should have done. They should have done if they didn't. Someone should have done that. Um, right, well, <laughs> it's time to finish off. But we'll look ahead to next week briefly. So next week coming up on Netflix, Lost Girls. Now this looks good. This is based on a true story. It's a one-off drama starring Amy Ryan as a mother searching for her daughter. And during the process of the investigation, the police stumble across uh, a very dark and scary case. Also, mm. Hannah? Uh, Netflix, also on Netflix, we have uh, Beast Stars, which is um, Japanese animation about a world where beasts happily coexist. I mean, given what we've already spoken about today, I'm not sure it's one for me, but you know. I need to try it. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> we also have the return of South Korean zombie thriller Kingdom and a new reality show called A Hundred Humans, in which a hundred humans from different backgrounds take part in experiments about I like the sound age, of this. sex, happiness, and more. Yeah, I like the yeah. sound of this. This it could does be sound really. Good. Yeah. I think anything that's very real like that, and you see humans put through their paces. Yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm getting it. a I'm sense there. of what you like. However, in the meantime, keep watching or dancing.